This pod celebrates MSU athletic program graduates when they find success in the big leagues. But if they neither come through the portal nor actually graduate, we try not to get too worked up. At any rate, an apropos of absolutely nothing. Summer leagues aren't real. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the Max Stan, Kevin Greck, and the Max antagonist, Alex Plum. Plum, are you going to hit your microphone while ironing again? I plan to do it at least two more times, but we'll see if I get there. Oh my God, that's going to sound awful. <laughs> Everyone's fine. All right. Um, you know Mike what? Mike discipline, is? guys. Mike discipline. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, who else hits the mic? Max Christie hits the, the mic'd up backboard in the summer That's league it. games this with his right. thunder dunks. Because thunder. we, <laughs> we never, we never doubted it for a minute over mm-hmm. here. Oh, Lakers Twitter and Lakers Reddit are saying he might play several minutes a game next season. <laughs> <laughs> God help us. Uh, I'd like to say that I'm happy for him, but I don't. I just don't care. Uh, He did look good, though. Like, in fairness, those are some good moves. And it is definitely true that the summer leagues don't matter. But uh, he also put on uh, good weight, it looks like. He looks like he's more prepared to play in the NBA. Like a professional uh, basketball player. Instead of a child, yes. At least now when he's falling to the court haphazardly, it's because he's just made some sick drive to the basket. So, hey, hope can spring eternal for player development. That's good for him. Speaking of players from Michigan teams, have you seen the official photos of Jordan Poole uh, in his Wizards jersey? I have not. He's got, like, dad on the grill, like, energy. It just, like... He's not a kid anymore, Jordan Poole. He looks, it, the world is no longer exactly as he wanted it to be. Like things aren't it, working out perfectly anymore. And it it shows in his eyes. There's a deadness there. Look, ever since the Draymond incident, uh, things have not been looking up for Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, don't who be an cares? Ass. Yeah, and that's my point. Oh, sorry, sis. Sucks to <laughs> suck. <laughs> it does suck to suck. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. The bigger ask is please do rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at SpartanScorePod. Greg, do we have any other social media announcements? We we do. There was activity on the Instagram account this week. Did you fellas take a look, a gander over there? Was it a little audiogram? It was a little audiogram of little Michael and little, little Kevin Michael. Greg on their first podcast. What? And I listened to it with just like my molars cracking and just like, oh. First published or, or first, uh, first published. First okay. published. Um, For listeners who may not know, when Greg and I started this little venture, we did three weeks of I think practice? it was just two. Okay. I thought I think we decided after two we were ready to go. Time to get it. <laughs> the world needs this. Is what we decided. <laughs> so we no longer deprived our friends and family of this. 
Uh, and you know, all the, all of you that listen. Um, but man, it was bad. Upper deck jerk guy. You think it's bad now? Go over to Instagram, <laughs> click that link. See, see if you can remember back to what we were like years ago. Oh man. Oh, I'm glad I don't have Instagram. I'm happy to have missed this. We opened with a not a sponsor. It was with like lightning of the podcast introductions, not a sponsor segment. And you're not going to believe this. I had no idea what the not a sponsor segment was referencing because it was very topical and esoteric uh, for the time. Ah, so good. So some things never change. And yeah, that's, so that's the really core important. of the podcast is still here. It's really good. It's really, really, really good. You know, we just assumed knowledge on the part of our listening audience. You got to be uh, on the inside joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's how it should be. <laughs> I'm glad I missed that. Uh, so, what was the audio? Was the audio worse? Uh, actually, we sounded very similar. So we've really plateaued just in so many ways. Zencaster really oh. doing it for us. Actually, in some way, this doesn't matter. But in some ways, our audio was better back then because we recorded locally and then mixed them together. Anyway, doesn't matter. Hmm. I can't yeah. imagine anyone cares about this. So, uh, Plum, why don't you uh, tell us, the listeners of episode 201 here, what they're going to hear on the show? Or is it? Or yeah, well, and there's there's a, there's a school of thought. This is going to go down now in the annals of this uh, of this podcast. Uh, what is the episode number? Again, back to things that no one cares for or about. Uh, gentlemen, we will lead off behind the green wall where football always leads. We have information to talk about. We have a giant commit, a top one hundred commit. Uh, Recommit. Well, fine, and we also have a didn't yet or will not commit. Talk about basketball. We'll head off Grand River. There are great things happening in Evanston, and we can't wait to tell you about them. And then we'll take your Twitter questions. So I think that's a pretty good day. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, all right. So, yes, let's head uh, behind the green wall. So two commitments uh, since we recorded last. It, it is, it's been refreshing because mm-hmm. there were a couple podcasts there where I was like, we don't have anything to talk about. Well, and, um, and then there was also the demoralization and the uh, yelling at clouds, too. Don't forget those. Yeah, it was, uh, it was not wailing, fun. The gnashing of teeth. Uh, so we'll, let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mix things up. We'll go in, in chronological order. So uh, the first commit that Michigan State got uh, out since we recorded last was Justin Denson, uh, who is a, a – a three-star uh, cornerback, number one player out of the state of Rhode Island. Uh, the best players in Rhode Island go to Michigan State. The best, yeah. Truly, here, here. there's probably a handful of states that you can say the best in the state do not stay in the state, uh, <laughs> and Rhode Island is is indeed it's, one of those. Chief among them, Delaware. Uh, but so. Um, yeah, Greg, Greg may uh, be inclined to give. Well, I think Greg has looked at the offer list. He'll he'll go back to that old old yeah. bag of tricks instead of saying three star trash recruit. Yeah, because yeah. this offer list is not three star trash recruit. Although this was debated on Twitter, how many of these offers were were uh, uh, committable? But you've got your Floridas, your Oklahomas, your Alabamas, 
your Arkansas's, your Florida States, your Notre Dames are in here, your Ole Misses, Penn State, you know, Penn State, Texas A&M. So the bag was there. You know the bag was there. But he said, no. The best players in Rhode Island go to Michigan State. And indeed, he has uh, Justin Denison, 6'1", 180 pounds. Good frame for a corner. Yeah. I like really it. Really good frame. Love uh, a frame. Love, and I mean, it is it's love also, frames on this podcast. <laughs> it's also fair to say that a dude out of Rhode Island uh maybe getting a little less uh of of the scouting services shown up to his games mm-hmm. which is just offensive so. and unfair you know i mean although rhode island is neither a road nor an island doesn't it deserve some respect that no okay. no it certainly does not okay. no if you'd been a road scholar i would have said you're neither road nor a scholar but you know well and that would have been true but it's again, it's not. Nah, it's, Wait, it's does not. he go to school right next to me? In Providence? Could oh be. my god, are you gonna be his friend? Oh no, there's one in there's one in Rhode Island as well. Uh, uh oh, there's a LaSalle, is what you're saying? Yeah, LaSalle's a big thing out here. So anyway. I was gonna be like, oh god, are you gonna be one of those 30-something dudes that goes and watches high school boys play football because they've committed to your team? Can we all agree that none of us will ever do something like that. It's I'm not going to commit thing. to that. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> not going to be making that commitment today. <laughs> uh, well, Plum's actually not allowed to go. That's uh, right. Well, legally, to, yeah, there have yeah. been asked. complications. Like, up here in the north, maybe you can, but in the south, definite no-no. Definitely no-no. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Advice. Uh, but sure, I'm happy to. I, I do have obligations outside of this, so I'm not worried about showing up at a high school game. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the other commitment, recommitment, which is hard to pull off, is Nick yep. Marsh. Uh, we've talked about him before. He is... Uh, the number three player in the state of Michigan per 24-7 and 24-7 composite. Uh, and the composite just snuck in to the top 100 uh, players in the country uh, and is 169 on 24-7. Either way, you, you, you slice it. Great pickup. Yep. Uh, Huge pickup. 6'3", in fact, 200. I was going to say, I, 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 let's go back to frames. I think we've talked more about his mom. Haven't we on this podcast than him? Wasn't it his mom that uh, confirmed listener? No. Did this thing happened. No. Whose mom am I thinking of? Uh, Someone's mom was. Do my knowledge is Mama Belief is only, the only yeah. mom that we have. The mom no, no, of no. the. The one who was. The, there was a mother who was tweeting, like, don't worry, Spartans. I don't think my son's going anywhere. This is Nick Marsh's mom. We've oh. talked about this on the pod. Oh, I thought there was a reference that she was tweeting at us or something. Oh, no, not really us. I just mean like she was tweeting to the Spartan faithful saying, don't worry, don't but worry, I everybody. Think we all understand that she was tweeting at us. us. Uh, that's all part, ask John Hubbard, that's all part of the coming K-Storm. Uh, K-Drops. Storm's coming, so. K-Drops. Um, Nick Marsh, uh, number three uh, yep. on the 24-7 uh list of best players in the state of Michigan. We'd like to see that. 
uh, Andrew Dennis, number four now. Uh, lovely, lovely. And uh, it looked like we were up against Penn State on this one when we yep. came down uh, the stretch. But indeed, he has pulled the trigger for the Spartans. But other offers do include your, your Michigans, your Nebraskas, your Notre Dames, your Oklahomas, your Don't forget Texas. Alabama. Alabama, Tennessee, Wisconsin. A and M. Oh, it's Alabama. <laughs> yeah. So we can keep. Uh, we've got Benthew Cookman in here. So big get, big get. Uh, but no, good to see Nick Marsh back in the fold. Um, I mean, how often does someone decommit a second time? <laughs> <laughs> Truly, at that point in time, it's a you're dead to me. Uh, yeah. Like, don't want you anymore. Correct. You got to let uh, him go. Yeah. But yeah, uh, look, this is a this is a marquee wide receiver. Um, the you know, I, I saw a lot of uh, Penn State. Well, there was at least one in, one interview with the uh, I think it was the rivals expert for Penn State saying that Michigan State had retaken the lead because of NIL which made me LOL. Um, <laughs> that is, I'm, I'm sorry, Penn state. I can't take you seriously about this. Uh, well, that's, also, that's, that's all in Kirk Franklin. That is Kirk Franklin's fault. hundred percent. I know his name isn't Kirk Franklin. Okay. I was just going to ask because that's there is a Kirk joke. that's in the league. <laughs> uh, uh, you mean good old uh, boy Kirk Ferentz? Yeah. Uh, so this puts Michigan State at now the 47th ranked class in the country, uh, which on its face is is not that exciting. But the class still is substantially smaller than yeah other classes. So there's some work to commits. do in bodies. Twelve commits right now. Um, yep. So room to grow. Um, is that how many we had last year, though? I think they got up to a full 16 commits oh, okay. last year or right. something like that. Okay. Okay. Um, the one other thing that I wanted to chat about, because it, it Nick Marsh actually plays into this, is um, it looked like Michigan State was going to pick up a commitment from a West Coast four-star linebacker, Dylan Williams, who ended up committing to Oregon. Um, I think... It's it's likely that Michigan State isn't totally out of the running on this for anyone who cares about that sort of thing, but that's not really when I wanted to chat about it. I wanted to chat about it because there was this uh, sort of reaction from uh, Michigan State fans that uh, Phil Knight had dropped the bag um, and that Dylan Williams, who's from the West Coast, chose Oregon. Long Beach. It, it, for money. and. First of all, I LOL'd at Penn State, and a lot of us did, saying that it was Nick Marsh was staying at Michigan State because of the bag. I, I just don't know that any of those things are true. You can, straight, you can just lose a recruiting battle. It's okay. These are complicated decisions that some kids actually think hard about, and probably the number of coaches that are in your ear, like, pressuring you to make a decision. I actually don't really envy these kids in a lot of ways. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, 
I think we got to drop that as like a reason that Michigan State doesn't win a recruitment. That it's NIL related. It like that makes you sound like a a Michigan fan. I don't know. Okay. I won't do that. I don't know. You you have my commitment on that. Well, only because we can't verify any of it, but I don't know. Like, is that, is that really unfair prognostication? I mean, we don't have any sort of fucking collective that works. Sure. But, but my point is, is that like for someone to say that, because other people say it about us. Mm. Right. Like this is a thing that every fan base says. And and maybe it was NIL related. Don't begrudge the kid if it was. But like also he's from the West Coast. That means that it's easier for his friends and family to get to his games. He'll play sure. more games in areas that his friends and family are. Oregon is not a shitty program. It's a high quality university. Like like. Maybe that's just OK. Like, you know, and, and so the idea that it was money related, I think, cheapens the complexity of these decisions. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, Oregon seems like a cool program to play for. Their uniforms are ridiculous. Some yeah, so go with stupid. that angle. Don't cheapen I, it with money. Cheapen it with he cares about the color. threads. <laughs> I, I'm just saying there's there's got to be a lot that goes into these decisions and. Their basketball court has like the trees painted on it weird. So that was it. We used to have the (laughs) basketball on our on our free throw key. Well, and we don't anymore. So he's not coming. He went to the tree place. It's the third time I've done this voice on this episode. Yeah, that's good. I want to know more about that character, though. Oh, (laughs) there's a whole backstory. It's very complex. Are you from Chicago or New Jersey? I think it's somewhere in between, like, uh, what's her name? The mom from Bob's Burgers and oh yeah, uh, it was who's the janitor funny. from uh, from the Nick Kroll animated show. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, who's who's the Fran sister Drescher. of sister of Marge, uh, the the smokers? Oh yeah, Selma and Patty and Patty, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you get a little of that going. But anyway, you should bring this character back. I do think that this character run is a popular poster on the Rutgers Rivals site. And 100%. definitely has a podcast. No guests, no co-hosts. And, and she hosts the 50-50 ticket raffle at the rack. <laughs> Everyone get your tabs out. Bat sandwiches? <laughs> Winner gets $40 in a fat sandwich. I make it in the back. Just come on back here. I'll make you a fat sandwich. I'm I'm glad we took this detour. Yeah, yeah this has gone entirely too long. No, we should spend more time talking about a kid going to Oregon from Long well, Beach. So <laughs> Greg, I'm gonna continue to circle back with you. We're now up. Class is starting to take some shape. Are you feeling any differently? This still feels downtown away. Maybe, maybe a downtown A plus, but downtown away. 47th in the composite ranking. Now I understand that there's still room to go. Isn't again what I'm oh, going yeah. back to. If we if we end Not at 47, we I have got a lot of questions. Yes. Um Yeah, we will have a whole conversation about that if we end in the, the 40s. Indeed. Uh Actually, even the mid-30s, I would be... Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot. Where's your cutoff? Where does it have to be? Huh? Uh, 32 and and higher. Oh, 32. That's not fucking 
arbitrary. Oh, it's so 30. The number is 30. Say it. I mean, <laughs> you, you purse your lips and say it. Here, say here's it. where. Here's where I'm at. If we're at 32, I have a lot of questions about, like, I would need some clarification, right? Like, are we going to buy an NF Tuck then, so you get access to the Discord channel and you can you can ask them? Is that the plan? The that's that's when we crowdfund that. Uh, but I mean, truthfully, if we're not in the top 25, then then I'm disappointed. Yeah. Um. If if you looked at if we ended up at 32. Maybe you see some things that like you're like, okay, whatever, but mm. I, that would still be disappointing. Uh, it doesn't look like we're gonna land enough four stars for that to be uh, the class would then be small. So yeah. uh, I don't uh, otherwise, basketball, moneyball still going on. We don't need to talk about that. I haven't seen much for Moneyball, but then I've been doing a statewide tour of our great social districts. Uh, so I've been busy this week. We do a little social Holland social districts. District. Oh. Do you guys not have social districts down in Detroit? I, if we do it, they're not, they're not named as such. They're called neighborhoods. They don't sound like they're from the hunger games. The yeah, social district strange. concept is open alcohol containers in certain areas of certain Ah, uh, yes. Ferndale has those. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I did Holland last uh, for Fourth of July. Just did uh, Lansing yesterday, and did uh, Port Huron today. You guys uh, so go to Port Huron? Wow! We had a little social gathering uh, that we were invited to. You guys don't know these people, and you know, not invited. You guys were invited wow. to Port Huron, so it sucks. Wow. sucks to suck, you guys. Yeah, it does. It certainly does. Wow! Is that why I got just a gif? for my birthday and plum said i have birthday blindness yeah <laughs> yeah that's why ah, jones's birthday is the fourth of july and every year i convince myself that it that it's actually june 4th and that i just use so, july so 4th as a nomad. didn't say anything and just are like a month later <laughs> With, checking in and all in on this one yeah that's and, and my Mine wasn't a gift. Don't cheapen it. It was proof that I was looking for a gift, but couldn't find one that I liked. So I just sent the screenshot <laughs> of my search criteria. And uh, that's right. Uh, and that I was forgot, what you got. I forgot you did less than that. Why don't you have the Giphy app in your. Come on. Yeah. It's like, well, a, I'll tell you this. Facebook property, right? Are we, what yeah, are we and threads? and I when I was in India, I was using my cellular service through Verizon or whatever the you know various server was, and I didn't have access to Giphy. I couldn't, I could not send gifts through my iMessage. The the Mahdi regime does not allow for for Giphy over there. Correct. Who knows what could show up? Yeah, same thing in Nepal. Yep. Dang. Sounds tragic. I'm glad that we've spent time on this. Uh, all right, yeah, let's go up. back to talk about Dylan Williams. Do another five. <laughs> <laughs> let's head off Grand River where I think the meat of this episode will be. Um, yeah, let's talk about the meat. I, love I lost meat. the voice. I can't I can't find it again. Let it, it let, it, let it go. Let it let it let it go. Say Bob's burgers over and over until it comes to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so off Grand River, uh, as Paul explained, is is where we cover uh, goings on in the wider world of sports. Uh, so NBA summer leagues. Uh, it is true that if it's in Utah, it's real. Uh, and Joey Hauser has been 
it seems shovel in that wet hay. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Twitter, at least. Yeah. Yeah. On, in, in clips. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm rooting for Joey. I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Program I graduate. Get, I want him to get, if he, if he makes it big in the league and he gets like a nice contract, I want him to get a nice studded out rhinestone newsboys hat that he can be seen, oh uh, walking around sporting, you know, really give that thing to business. That's what I want from my, maybe a, my man. Maybe he should go to a, a, a scarecrow hat you know mm-hmm. like a hay hat a, a straw hat right that's that that's where i thought you were going out. that's where i thought you were going rich enough he might be able to like you know hire someone to put an aroma of wet hay that he can take with him everywhere not just when he's heating up but like he walks in the club and people know joey's here because it smells like wet hay it smells <laughs> like wet hay that's right uh max christie also seems to be having a nice little summer league Cool. All right, next. Let's take a minute. Let, let's take a minute. Because a lot of you listeners, uh, disreputable, I might add, uh, have been tagging me. This is bullying. It's cyberbullying. It's not cool. But I think more to the point, how, how is it that you find space to celebrate Max Christie? Do you think he is a Spartan? What did, what did he ever do for the program? He didn't graduate from the school. He, he didn't did not, transfer into He didn't elect it. us in the transfer portal. So I don't know what he's from, Evanston, and God knows good things don't come out of that city. So I'm very curious to know how it is that because he played for us for I don't know. Did he even play for a full season? Several I can't be, months. I can't be bothered to remember. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's not the guy I'm selling. There's not, I don't have a strong Spartan affinity for him. Could have. Should have. But alas. His choice. Yep. Am I off? Am I am I unhinged? I know I'm I know I'm unhinged. No, is there like even no, a fraction of credibility to what I'm saying? It, I don't value him in the same way that I there value other people. That That's said, That's he it. really breaks out of his shell, signs a big contract, writes a check. We're going to be like, Max! Max! Oh, Max! Good Watch to see you, buddy. Spartan always a spot. Why haven't they retired your number your yet? Number. You know, put number uh, five up for Max Christie, you know? Uh, so true. They would burn the Breslin down if they did that, right? I would. Yeah. yeah. If it, if number five went up and it was for Christie instead of Winston. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would Marie Antoinette Tom Izzo at that point in time. Wow. <laughs> well, and I think, give him and take? I don't well, know. Tom, what does it mean? Be more explicit. Guillotine. guillotine. Oh, oh, okay. We just went to the, mur- I thought you were going to dance around it a little bit more. Um, but there we are. Okay. Yeah. Plum, sorry. Well, you were saying. No, I was just going to say, Tom, Tom really should answer for why he decided to even let Max wear number five. I mean, that was its own. And when you say answer decision. for, do you mean guillotine as well? Is that what you Yes. Yes. That's, thank you. Yes. That's exactly right. That's exactly I would love, I'd love to exactly see Tom right. Zo drawn into the town square, placed on the guillotine when he's like, what did I do? Someone's like, you gave Max Christie number five. five. And he'd be like, well, fair. 
Fair. Yeah, we that's think on me. The town square is MAC in Albert, or is it somewhere like Sean Farm Lane? No, it's definitely MAC in Albert. Yeah. Okay. Walk sign across. Uh, <laughs> Grand River. All right. Uh, we need to, I think, really apologize now for this next <laughs> piece. Yeah, we we got, we have to. We got this. one really wrong, as it turns out. It, it was just that we were being optimistic and trying to find good and light and joy well, in this, college sports. This is an opportunity to uh, take a second to to remind people that Chris Beard is still a piece of shit. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and so for that, we thank you, Bob Huggins. But you're also a piece of shit. Uh, and so for those who don't know. We, several weeks ago, celebrated Bob Huggins for stepping down after... Doing the right thing. After second. being super drunk yeah. in the wrong yeah. town. And, not and, right and then I believe at the end of that celebration, we remembered that he had some very homophobic slurs uttered on the radio. And but Plum wasn't here on that episode, so how could true. we have remembered? Yeah, I wasn't here to be offended, so... <laughs> How could we have recalled? We didn't have our visual reminder. <laughs> oh my god! <clears throat> it's the same reason that we saying, talked about conference realignment for gay. For, for, well, I just you know, yeah, what I'm saying. Now you heard it here, listeners. You heard it. You all know. <laughs> That's what we keep him around for to remind us. That people that your use latent homophobia, That's homophobic right. That's slurs right. are bad. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, we skipped over that, celebrated Bob Huggins for stepping down. And then it ends up being Bob Huggins has hired some attorneys to say, I didn't step down, which we heard whispers of and I think alluded to maybe two weeks ago, a week ago. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but then it seemed West Virginia was hiring a coach. So that was interesting, <laughs> and uh, it it seems he's saying no. My wife sent the resignation, so that doesn't count. Sees, uh, and it seems that West Virginia is not contesting that the wife sent it. They're contesting whether it was sent via email or text message. Doesn't really matter. Uh, alarmed, this is an issue at all. Yeah, I mean, was he too drunk to send the text message or email? Like, I mean, as he, this, he was in jail. <laughs> <laughs> he was drunk when it was sent. Then he sobered up. A lawyer got in his ear and was like, "Do you know how much money that text message may have cost? Just cost you? you? Yeah, yeah." And he and definitely wrote poor, it, but from his wife's phone because he couldn't find his phone. Find his phone. He was too yes. drunk because it was it. under all of the beer cans in the passenger seat. <laughs> I mean, his daughter getting on social media to say anyone that knows my dad knows he loves to collect cans was just very, very like abused child. And like, honestly, I maybe you shouldn't even be laughing about it because it was really not good. And it said it just spoke volumes about I can only imagine the quality of life that that poor girl had raised. God help us. Well, she had an absent father. We we know for almost certain that she had an absent father her entire life. So yeah, that's right. This is the thing that she thinks she needs to do so that daddy will notice her. Yeah, I'm here, daddy. I never left. Uh, yeah. So Bob Huggins, 
don't know, man. We, we joked about scrubbing some episodes. That one. Lesson learned. You know, yeah. never give credit until yeah. the ink is signed. Ink Powerful is, dudes is, will actually yeah. disappoint you at every turn. At um, every turn. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't know, Bob. Happy trails. Uh, I do. It, it's interesting to me. It, like, uh, Plum, you pointed out uh, when we were chatting about this before that his conduct m- may fall under a morality clause. I Do don't we know. actually have a copy of his contract? Like, if we the one exists, I haven't yeah. looked at it. But but they um, all tend to have that boilerplate morality clause. Not to disparage the university or bring it into poor yeah. repute or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I, but I, I would contend that having a DUI is probably a... Uh, it's, you might be able to litigate it. I'm not saying that I don't agree that. What if you he put it in fired? combination with him going on a radio show and using a homophobic slur multiple times? Is there a cumulative effect to this? Uh, I, mean, I think that's the case, right? <clears throat> that's yeah, the case that any lawyer would put the salt would make. But so if you're the university, because after that happened, Bob had to take a million dollar uh, haircut. Um, yeah. So I. <laughs> I don't know what his contract's worth, but by the time you end up paying your attorneys to get this done, uh, maybe you should have just paid him out. Yeah, well, it depends on the length of the contract remaining as well. Like, who knows? Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what West Virginia does. It, it appears that they're definitely uh, ready to litigate. But I'm just realizing, by the way, we started talking about contracts, and then you mentioned conference realignment earlier. We have not talked about san diego state on this podcast which is a fun little we haven't even talked about it in internally we haven't talked about it amongst ourselves what a little wrinkle that yeah so for those who we we won't go into it now because we haven't actually talked about it ourselves but and because plum's here and we can see him as a reminder not to talk about these types of (laughs) plum are you you familiar with this drama notoriously gay mecca of san diego Mm -hmm. yeah uh Plum, are you familiar with what happened with San Diego State? No, but I I I want to play along like everyone else All at right. home. So San Diego State in the Mountain West, right? And there's smoke that they're heading to the Pac-12. And so they send a letter to the Mountain West saying, hey, <laughs> we might be interested in leaving. And then the Pac-12 thing doesn't happen. And the Mountain West is like, no, you quit. Yeah. You, you owe us a you lot of money. Oh, <laughs> and shit. they're like, no, we didn't. We just said, hey, maybe. Uh, <laughs> and then they're like, no, it was a text from my wife's phone. <laughs> <laughs> so San Diego State, which is a legitimately decent athletic program, maybe without a conference next year. And owe like $34 million or 17 maybe to the Mountain West. Like not an insubstantial sum of money. It's just really interesting because it's a program worth having in your conference. If you're the Mountain West in particular. They're in purgatory. So anyway, uh, audience insert character uh, Alex Plum has reminded me. We could probably move on. We did did it. Do we want to rail on the board of trustees? That's more fun, right? 
uh, or former, sure. in this case, former board former. of trustees members. Mm-hmm. Is that our is that our segue into the story? Well, let's talk about the Northwestern story first, and then we'll talk about the Masalam angle. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure most of our listeners, but in case you haven't heard this, uh, there were pretty serious allegations of hazing that took place at Northwestern uh, in their football program. In particular, they seems, it, there seems to have been a correlation with their time off campus at a training facility in Wisconsin where these, these hazing incidents took place. Uh, I, I actually don't love the word hazing because I think it covers up that what it was was sexual assault. Um, and, uh, the Northwestern conducted a six month investigation into this. They of course hired a law firm so that the investigation was covered by attorney client privilege. Uh, and the results of that investigation were that the allegations were almost certainly true. Uh, but there was not sufficient evidence to suggest that, uh, Pat Fitzgerald, the head coach knew about what was happening. And as a result, he was given a two-week suspension. Since that release has happened, there has been increasing amounts of evidence. Well, there was a first, the student newspaper for Northwestern uh, released a story indicating that mm, Pat knew. Pat definitely knew. Pat maybe directed some of it. Uh, well, there was an accusation among those that came forward that Pat would make some kind of signal during practice of like X player made a mistake or put him on the list or something like that. It was not explicit, but it was very little. It was very like Q drop of like, oh, Fitz knows he, you know, he calls out who he wants to get the treatment, uh, but it was never explicit. So anyway. Yeah. So then supposedly a letter is released from again emphasis on supposedly the entire northwestern football team refuting these allegations this happens within 24 hours folks so if if you mean to suggest to me that they got an entire team to co-sign on something then uh, uh one of a few things has happened here uh and and that is uh Someone's lying, which I think is a likely scenario. The entire team was pressured by their coaching staff, also a likely scenario. Or some folks signed it on behalf of the entire team when it was, in fact, not from not the entire team. All of those are likely, but you, you will not convince me that the entire team signed that of their own free volition. It reminded uh, me a little bit of the old uh, John Renschke is invited back to the team. The whole Eagle yes, is on yes. board. Yes, let's call it like uh, we should we should put it back at, at. Yeah, we've seen this conduct at Michigan State in its own form and capacity, not, not related to the hazing that's been reported anyway. But like we've seen an iteration of this and it's gross. Um, well, I think anytime think- you you have to sign a letter in all caps entire this is the entire team that's (laughs) that's not quite credible yeah uh since that happened though adam rittenberg over at uh espn uh, yeah i was gonna say uh, northwestern alum has done some incredible reporting and it appears that he has been sent photographic evidence of a whiteboard indicating 
the lists that existed and the, we're going to call them drills, and that's not a euphemism, but what they are is specific hazing acts that are sexual assault in nature um, that that people had to to perform. Um, and that this whiteboard existed in a place that wasn't conceived. Would have been visible to staff and, and coaches, yeah. But I don't and, know where the fuck you'd hide a fucking whiteboard that yes. they wouldn't see this shit. Also important is like, this is not some middle school locker room. This is Northwestern's football locker room that they're using. So, uh, although I guess, the, is it still the accusation that this was an off-campus location or would this have been the actual locker room? I mean, uh, still, it, it's it's not the, the locker room that you played seventh grade football in. Uh, yeah. You know, it's got whiteboards, it's got tvs and stuff like this. where is, are you hiding a whiteboard such exactly. that someone's taking a picture like what a janitorial closet yeah right i mean right. uh beggar's belief right so so uh, you know the since then the president of northwestern has said uh that i that i focused on the the report from what it said that pat fitzgerald did know and instead, I should have focused on what he should have known. Should have known, and, so, and that's it. So his 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 suspension is being reevaluated because at present it was a two week suspension during the summer. Um, the I don't know at this point in time how Pat Fitzgerald keeps his job, and I in saying that, I guess what I mean to say is that I don't think Pat Fitzgerald should keep his job. Mm-hmm. Uh. But frankly, given that this quote unquote entire team letter came out, I think you need to have some individual interviews with players right. because I don't know how you keep the team. Correct. And that's the bigger point. And, and I, I, that's not, I don't, I don't give a shit about whether Northwestern exists. Like, I mean, they're not meaningful enough of a program for this to be some weird competitive thing like i i it's it's gross and that clearly has permeated the entire team um or at least some iteration of it for it to exist this long this isn't a one-off thing this is a past oh you say when when you say keep the team you you're saying disband northwestern's entire football team yeah wow i misunderstood you at first okay I mean, they all participated. I mean, we don't know that. We don't know who participated, who all is. We don't know who was coerced into. Well, then, then I don't know that. Fine. But how, how do you keep people on scholarship at your university who did these things? Right. That's right. Because some of them did. And then if yeah. they all signed so, a letter, like, I, I mean, I have a real, and if there's a white, if there's a whiteboard yes. document, like if you want to assign that responsibility to the coach, you can also resp- assign it to a whole bunch of people who should have known that that is wholly unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not denying that, but a football team is 120 people. I don't think they all perpetrated these events. There's probably, I I wouldn't want to speculate. Do we... No, are there player suspensions related to this as well that have come out as a result of the investigation? Because there's no. basically no denial that these things happened. Uh, so, 
let me ask you this. It, like, so no, the player suspensions aren't out, but if people are reporting these things as happening mm-hmm. and aren't naming names as it relates to players who did those things, or if they're past players and so they're naming names of other past players, mm-hmm. then... I mean, I, I guess it's fair. Like, y- you would need some present players to come forward. But I, I think, I think this will continue to be a developing story. I'm not sure about this total disbanding of the team situation. I, <clears throat> well, let's talk. Let's talk about it like this. Uh, yeah, entire disbanding of the team is. Probably not. I mean, I, there's, but there's a number of things. He can't continue to coach. We can all agree on that. There's no way he can be allowed to continue to coach because he allowed there to be a culture where this was acceptable. This in 2023. Well, but hold on, Plum. And, if you're going to say culture, culture implies that that, that incorporates the masses. Well, hold on team. a second. Let me finish the thought. If, if I'm, I'm focused on him right now. He allowed the culture to exist. And I'm saying this in 2023 when everybody knows hazing is out. We're just not doing it anymore. Sorry. There's it, audio it, of Pat Fitzgerald saying that, by the way. Of we're done hazing. We're not doing it anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, uh, yeah, we've got a we got a big brother program here. Well, um, I, you know, I, so the fact that it's happening is 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 the sign of an unhealthy culture. Um. I think Kevin, you're right to say that we'll never know, you know, and that they won't, unless the players are for it, but like, let's be clear. It's unlikely that it was the entire team for sure. But the fact that they're not naming anybody is deeply problematic. If this was a woman that they had done these things to, they'd all be in jail. You'd have the names and probably audio or film on every single one of these guys that, that committed these sex acts, these coerced non-consensual sex acts on another person. And they would be in jail. So, I mean, there is a double standard here because it's all fun and games, except for it's not. And, you know, big, big fucking credit to the Daily Wildcat. Those guys, and I, you know, again, huge hats off to student journalists because they're able to get access to these guys in ways that, you know, Rittenberger wasn't going to get access if it hadn't been for them. That's who, that's, that's where this begins. So just fucking huge hats off to student journalists who Get in there and get this shit because they're trying to preserve the institution's integrity as well. Um, anyway, I, 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 I use that as the rejoinder, Jones. I don't know that they're. I mean, I, I, I had said earlier, yeah, death penalty for the team. If it is as substantial as, I mean, when you write a letter like that that says the entire team, if that really was purported to be on top of the entire team, then there is no choice. You have to f- fully disband the whole program, no doubt. But, but I, I, if, if the if the whiteboard exists then either people are perpetrators or consenters to assault to other human beings happening. Well, let's remember that, you know, well, go ahead, Kevin, because we're talking. I was going to add, one of the things I'm glad that we're doing in this conversation is we're talking about why it's not acceptable. It's important to remember why we don't do hazing anymore. It's, it tends to pick on people in less powerful situations. Those tend to be the, you know, the marginalized those tend to be those that are like physically weaker. I know we're talking about a football team in this case and a collegiate one at that. So there's probably, well, not. but just speak in but terms still, of vulnerability, vulnerability yeah, can be vulner- across exactly dynamic. vulnerability. So as part of that, I would suggest there's a number 
of folks on the team right now that are probably victims of this abuse. Right. Yeah. Right. But we're not perpetrators necessarily of it. Correct. And right. I wouldn't want to remove their ability to graduate from Northwestern or continue to play Big Ten football simply because they went to a team with this culture that they couldn't have possibly known about before they they signed their letter of intent there. So I I I understand and I, I read a lot of these death penalty arguments back in the Penn State days. I read a few of them in the Nasser days as well. And I've come around to maybe there is something about you can't punish the entire team for this, but you, it is important that we do like a, like we do a walkthrough of who are these guys doing this, encouraging this, taking these actions and they got, they got to go. You can't have them in the program anymore. Right. It can't just be Fitz that's gone. It's got to be, a number of scholarship athletes as well. Yep. No, that's fair. I, I, my first reaction to this was that I was, I was sad because it, it seemed to, to prey on freshmen in particular. Yeah. Yeah. And the vulnerable, those, as we said, youngest guys on the team just thought that they were coming to play D one football and getting a world-class education and achieving a dream. Um, I don't know. I, I'll just say for me, that I certainly, maybe not at an institutionalized level, but saw conduct like this in sports teams that I played on. And I don't play hockey anymore because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so sports should bring joy and happiness and togetherness. And this just like, this makes me really sick um, and sad and, um so well yeah well well said heartfelt and true mike but let's i just want to take this back to brian masalem because he stepped in it oh yeah you know in a way that only brian masalem could do brian masalem <laughs> uh is the is the is michigan state's answer to unforced fucking errors he cannot help himself but to pull out his cock and shove it directly into his own mouth and chew on it. <laughs> chew on it. Unpleasant. Is, he is inept. So, you know, Brian, if you're listening, I hope you are. My God, man. My God. For those oh, that don't let, know. Yeah, go ahead. For those that don't know, he uh, he retweeted the statement from Northwestern's entire team. Entire, all caps, team adding his caption if they only knew what perlis used to do to us uh cry smiley face cry smiley face uh he made me the man i am today as a former player i can relate good for those players trust me they mean it i sure did hashtag r.i.p uh saying here that these types of actions i i guess what he's saying is there was this type of sexual assault and hazing happening and MSU's football teams uh, in the late eighties and nineties. And that it's uh, good and virtuous and makes you strong. Um, Which like I said, I'm glad that we talked about the reasons why this behavior is not acceptable, but plum. Well, let's, let's just say it this way, Brian, if George Perlis made you commit sex acts, on another one of your teammates, or 
if George Perlos created a context by which other men created or perpetrated sex acts without your consent on you, you're a survivor of sexual assault. And what happened wasn't right. And it wasn't good. And it wasn't your fault. And you didn't have control over it. And and hearkening or hewing to some fucked up, he made me the man I am today, glory days, it made us stronger. You are part, like, that is, that, we're, we have to get beyond that. That can't yeah. be, that's why this shit keeps happening. And and then you're mealy-mouthed, yeah, I was wrong earlier. It's inconvincing because you're going back to the same thing, which is, Players rally around these adult male role models. This is, by the way, exactly what we're seeing in Ann Arbor around this fucking obsession and idolization of Beauchamp Beckler, who also had a culture that perpetuated sexual assault against his players. So this, you know, I I don't know what happened with George Perlis. I don't want to know what happened with George Perlis. But I'll tell you, if it rose to this level, if it was worse, and you're making it sound like it was even worse, then what happened to you was wrong. And you somehow sticking up for this is not, uh, it's not the defense you think it is. In, in fact, it's a pretty sick cell phone. So I would encourage you to do whatever healing work you need to do. And while you do that, to just remember to shut the fuck up because no one else needs to hear your bullshit. Yeah. Speaking of the, if this is not the defense you think it is, if, if what you're referencing is not sexual assault related stuff, if what you're referencing is like, Perlis, you know, made us run and, you know, yelled at us a bunch and did all that kind of stuff. Like that's also, you know, hyper masculine and, and we were trying to remove that from the sport, but it's entirely different from what we're talking about here. And in diminishes what happened. Exactly. Here. And, and absolutely diminishes what happened with, with the Northwestern player. So regardless of what it is here, Masalem, <laughs> you're, please take. Plum's advice and also just evaluate what made you who did you think was going to benefit from this do you think you were going to benefit from this do you think the program was going to benefit from this like what what was this also maybe maybe we should uh i I would disagree with plum in in one way in which is to say that if this did happen under perlis i do want to know about it and i want to make sure that we never celebrate that man again like Mm. Well said. I mean, fair. So you know, now I'm not asking any individual to come. Like, I, no one should have to bear that burden unless they want to. But if if you're suggesting somehow that that there was sexual assault, then you felt comfortable tweeting about it. So maybe you <laughs> right. could lead the charge. Uh, and if it was right uh, to Greg's point, not that, then don't equate your bullshit trauma of yeah. of throwing up in a trash can with mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with like real fucking trauma yep that that like i guarantee you at least one person quit northwestern because of what happened it one person like, absolutely that's what happened i think basically so, the nature of the information that we know right now i think essentially confirms that and, and so that's that's one person who no longer did something that they loved and won't ever view that game the same way because of what happened to them. And so, like, fuck off, Brian. Like, seriously, fuck off. Also, especially coming from the guy that tried to portray himself as, like, Jesus initially Christ. the survivor, you know, listening ear, you know, the the shoulder to cry on at the very beginning of the Nasser stuff, that you, like, clearly did not learn anything from that. 
experience. And it was, I guess, political for you, those moves yeah. at that time. Let's let's talk about other pieces of shit, shall we? And then we'll move on to Twitter okay. questions. Yeah, that's a good, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, good energy. Good, good transition. Good transition. Uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, rarely do we have an opportunity to transition out of these things decently. Uh, but Miles Bridges has provided a bridge for us to do that. Uh, so Miles, also a piece of shit, uh, is getting another go round uh, in the NBA. It looks like he'll be signed to a one year deal with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I mean, in fairness, better than what Chris Beard did. Yes. So yep. Let's At not least pass up an opportunity time. to shit on Chris Beard and Ole Miss, but like, woof. And he claims in his statement that he's been in therapy and been working with the victim I, I in hope, this case. Yeah, I, 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 I sincerely, I, I think I was more disappointed in some of the comments when he came back. That there were a lot of people who seemed really comfortable letting this go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would be better to say, and I don't know, like, show the work. Yeah. Show the work. Yep. And again, it's my yeah. policy, and I can't speak for the whole poly- podcast, that like he doesn't necessarily need to go to jail, although it wouldn't have bothered me if, it, if he did in this case. But I think he has basically lost the privilege to play in the NBA um, when there's so many other guys that want to take that spot and can do yeah. so with a higher level of moral character. Um, Cause let's, uh, don't forget how big miles bridges is. And he threw his partner through a window among other things. So uh, her in front of his children. Yes. Yeah. So this whole second chance thing to go play a game for millions of dollars. Uh, that's not quite the second chance that I had in mind for miles yeah i like i i mean i don't know there's a difference between words right and and physical actions mm-hmm. um i mean i guess it depends on age right like you can see someone saying st- something stupid at 22 23 that is hurtful and hateful and and learning from it and growing from it um, Bob Huggins, I have, for instance, <laughs> I was going to say, or maybe 65 or whatever, <laughs> but the, but I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I expect from miles. And, and I, and I, I guess I, I will say sincerely, I hope he has been going to therapy. I hope mm-hmm. he has reconciled with his partner. I hope they are not back together, but like are working on whatever that path forward will look like. I, I want all of those things that that is actually a that the best outcome you can have for what should have never happened. Um, but man, dude's going to get applauded. Dude is going to get applauded and celebrated and cheered for. And that is fucking bullshit. I've already been in the room when that happened once uh, at Breslin Center. No. It was not a full standing ovation, but it was a smattering of applause. And that is, there's, you can't deny that. So, yeah. Uh, should we do some Twitter questions? 
Let's go. Well, first, uh, want to make some announcements about last week. Proud of you guys. Proud of you guys. Uh, I did the rating. Um, I didn't do the plum thing where I make notes about why I rated everyone the way that I did. It'll be a mystery. Uh, but uh, top three, number three, uh, for keeping us up to date on the coming storm, Mr. John Hubbard. Uh, number two, for what I can only assume was just unhinged madness, uh, Tyrone Couch. And number one, uh, Elon Bloom for staying on topic a little bit, uh, slash entirely. So there we are. And talking about Noah Kim, you know, so start Noah. Um, that leaves our overall top three, uh, with this being our last week. Uh, Keith Ski is number one. Joe Ashworth is number two. And Tyrone, number three. We do need to decide how much we're going to score this week for by the way. Okay. 500 All points right. each. And All right. our winner, first first quarter question, uh, listener, B-list. Should what? we should we let someone run the Threads account? <laughs> All right, sure. They can run the Threads account. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sounds great. Or maybe our Google Plus account. Our Google Plus. Is that even a thing anymore? I thought they got rid of that. Zero percent a thing. It is not available. <laughs> All right. Yeah. First up, B-List, who simply asks, what did I miss? There it is. Uh, That's the winner. That's Big the winner. <laughs> what wow. did I miss? Uh, I hope to see B-List this fall, by the way. Yeah. Come on back, B-List, to the, uh, to on, the tailgate. Come on, my man. Uh, next up, listener Mike Jones asks, all my questions were submitted on threads, so you can go ahead and crown me the threads power rankings champion. Done. You did it. You found your own lane, Mike Jones, and effective. Very. You probably thought the booze would buy more for him. Uh, Next, from Joe Ashworth, I'm going to send this to Plum. What would uh, you have to see out of a player, freshman or otherwise, to actually feel like you learned something meaningful from Moneyball? Mm. Ooh, that's a good question, Joe Ashworth. Yeah. Someone's Um. taking it seriously now all of a sudden. I don't know how to, I mean, the things I would look for, I, I'm not going to see on Moneyball. I'm, I'm looking at like leadership and nudge. Like who's the next Cassius? Who's the next, uh, I don't know. Uh, who's the next guy that's going to be able to create some sort of meaningful bond or relationships that are going to gel the team together? Who's the guy that's perpetually upbeat and making guys better through their attitude you know what i'm talking about i mean that's that kind of thing i don't know i mean i don't i guess if, you, if i could see that as a lay observer of moneyball which i know i can't the fantastic shots and the alley oops and the whatever the fuck you know that's great that's great too but it's a controlled environment and it's not really defense and i don't know you know it's a showing they also can't stream it for amateurism reasons it's bullshit huh. Oh, that I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah, the, the yeah. reason it's not streamed is for NCAA reasons. God, God, it's, it's so, so fucking stupid. stupid. So fucking stupid is right. Which, why can't they? It feels like you could sign an NIL deal. Why can't you sign an NIL, NIL deal? To make it a commercial. Make the whole thing a fucking commercial. Next thing from Joe Ashworth. Uh, next question. The Coke freestyle machine was a revolutionary idea. So why do we not have a boozy version yet? 
How much money do you think I could raise to start my hard seltzer cider malt beverage remix machine company? Joe, I have some bad news for you. All ideas submitted to the pod are intellectual property of the pod. <laughs> of camera, you camera. didn't realize when you started listening. So it's not a bad idea, actually. Well, I, you'd have a service issue. You'd have a IDing folks issue and you would yeah. have a um, over serving issue. Yeah, that's my thing. There's a human one of those at the behind that like uh, that waist high what, what do you want to call thing? that? Is it like a <laughs> uh, a, a barrier? Yeah, there's a yeah. That's what it is. It's a yeah. It's a barrier. You go to the, the barrier. Uh, the uh, the blind pig barrier. Um, and that's there's right. a human one of those. Can we that or shorten it somehow? Can we shorten barrier. No, I think it rolls off the tongue. I think it I right think off the tongue. Stick. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it might work. It might work, but you are going to get sued for overselling. <laughs> Although they do have those restaurants where, like, you can serve yourself sometimes, like beer. Um, but I don't know how those work. It doesn't seem like a great idea. I I once read a hotel. Eh, never mind. I'll tell you guys later. Okay. And finally, from Joe Ashworth, we'll send this back to Plum. For those of us at an age where knees, shoulders, back, etc., are becoming achy and painful, do you have any recommendations on stretches, exercises, or a routine to keep various body parts limber and spry? Yoga, my man. Just a little bit of yoga. It doesn't have to be anything too intense. What's the girl's name on YouTube? Yoga with Ariel or something. Very popular. Adrienne. Adrienne, that's it. Adrienne, yeah. People like her. She's got a great calming voice. You can do it in your bedroom. Seriously, if you are waking up icky and painful, you know, I would say a little yoga, half an hour a day. Try a half an hour a day for two weeks, and I think you would be very surprised at the overall quality of life. Not even like, I mean, I think there's some like probably – psychosocial, emotional, mental health stuff that would probably benefit just from the presence, but your body, the stretching, the limberness yoga, man, try it. Yeah. Uh, Joe, as a, as a white man, be careful to stay in your lane with all this stuff. Mm. Just appreciate it. Yep. Don't make it part of your identity. Stay. In that's your right. Lane. Yeah, that's right. Next up from Elon Bloom, Jonesy, uh, who will be the flagship player for Izzo's 2025 class? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean. Who's the, there's a We try not to. That they're recruiting really hard. Uh, I think he's a stretch five. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. Are you guys with me on this? That I don't know how many more 2023. 20, threes he has in him oh you're saying like big classes like that or you know with with that many players that are highly recruited i i did see i didn't send it to you guys i think cbs sports had an article about how if you're outside of the top 60 now with the transfer portal in basketball like you're kind of screwed uh, like who are you even like why right, like i got a dude with some some stats from at least college basketball that i can it does in, seem but, like it, it does seem like you're better taking someone from Stony Brook or whatever that, you know, like can withstand the game. Um, I mean, like, look at Tyson Walker. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
panned out, right? Uh, the, um, but anyway, uh, I think 2025 is going to be, let's see what this year does. Like, and, and I think that conversation may tweak a lot of what happens for 25 and 26 cities around. Uh, follow up on this. Who will be this year's most improved player for men's basketball? I'm going to go with the Jackson Cole. What do we think? What do we think about a Kohler? It's got to be one of the fives, right? Like, unless you think that if Jaden, if Jaden Akins becomes a star, takes a big step, like secures himself properly in the first round, that type of thing. Yeah. Would that, yeah. If he secures himself in the first round, even late first round, Mm -hmm. does that is like, is he, good enough that him being most improved isn't possible. No, he's not. He's not there. Yeah, there's definite improvement it, potential there. So he is, he has enough to grow that he could become most improved. Yeah. Guys that I don't think could become most improved would be like a Tyson Walker or a Hogard or maybe even like a Sissoko because he's raised the bar and now we just need him to be consistent, but it wouldn't be like, most improved you know what i'm saying if he started playing at the level that we've come to expect from him consistently um i don't know i i'm gonna go carson cooper yeah carson cooper is good option yeah dude was okay has zero expectations and two-star trash recruit or whatever like i mean it's almost as if tom Izzo might know a thing that's the Grooch way, though. I got to tell you, it's for all of you. Life advice, set low expectations and barely exceed them. And that will get you however far you think I am. Um, that, that's the Southwest motto. <laughs> you don't have a seat. Bored at will. Yep. You, you get on the plane probably some point. Um, who knows? Maybe it takes off. Uh, Jonesy, fa- uh, final one from you or for you from Elon Bloom. Uh, what football unit needs to improve the most for football this fall? OL, defensive backfield, other. It's an offensive line, right? It's the line. I mean, well, in fairness, the DBs have been so bad. Oh, that's true. Um, but I do think it's the O line because we don't know what we've got out of our out of our quarterback play. Is it that you need a run game? Is it just we've been so hard on the DBs because their performance is easy to measure in the in the stats? Like the O line, it's it's harder to measure. Like who knows if you could measure well, O lines well? So actually, I I saw a stat on this. You can measure it. Ah, it was uh, it was ranking number of yards before before contact, contact. and Michigan State was big poopy, like. Down, 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 down. Like, I think it was 1.6 yards before contact, mm-hmm. uh, which, and that's not from line of scrimmage, folks. That's from wherever they get the ball. Yeah. Uh, whereas, I think in, in contrast, Michigan was at like 3.8, if I'm recalling correctly. Like, I mean, that's a lot of yards different, yeah. folks. <laughs> Especially over the course of a full season, no. yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm so. gonna go. I'm gonna go O line on this. Uh, Plum Thomas Zambiasi wants to know: Is caring about recruiting uh, sort of a Schrodinger's cat situation? 
Oh, wow. I mean, no one should care about recruiting because it doesn't mean anything until the season has already ended. Um, I get that people care because they look forward to these things, you know, like we have nothing else to do with our time other than to just care about what the whims of teenage boys, but getting their bag from Phil Knight. I just, I don't know. I didn't it, take the pledge. <laughs> <laughs> I will say every, every recruit uh, live stream that I've ever tuned into, which is maybe three. Like uh, yeah. I remember Keonta Goodwin. Um, I don't remember other ones, but I, there's been more than one for sure. None of them have gone our way. So the cat is definitely dead. <laughs> <laughs> the cat is not alive. Uh, I uh, the box. It was not good. Uh, opened the b- three times, double, triple checked on that cat, and it has been dead as a doorknob. Still dead. Uh, we're gonna stay. Uh, we're gonna stay with our social media guy over here, Thomas Zambiassi. Wants to know, Jonesy, who's who in the MSU community is best at posting? Wait, I assume this was some sort of sexual act of some sort. Oh um, yeah, capital P. Uh, well, it's obviously Spartan underscore Pod. Obviously, especially on Instagram. <laughs> if you need to follow one account, it's Spartan and Square Pod, and soon to be on Threads for whomever wins this week, or and overall. So, uh, yeah. We also, I'm really getting a lot of anxiety about that first episode being out there in the wild. So we need to take the reins away from somebody. <laughs> uh. Greg, this is for you since you're in the area, I think. Wait, what is this? I have no idea. The existence of Frandor Plus implies that Frandor, Frandor overworks CGI studios to make sort of passable TV shows about their major IP. What kind of shows should these be? Wait, when you say Frandor, I only think of one thing. I assumed this was for Greg. I think I think Thomas is making up a streaming network um, that that is Frandor Plus. And it's just like... Home goods versus whatever it is challenge featuring the Skechers store, you know, all of all of the it's a reality TV thing where all the contestants have to run into Skechers, get wheelies and then well, wheelie around. First, they need to figure party. out how to get in to yeah. Frandor. Yes, that's <laughs> also true. Get into Frandor challenge. Yep. Um, so Frandor violates space time i think i've made this observation uh in that it is always packed it's the only strip mall on the planet that is always packed and i don't think there's any open frontage i don't understand it but no one wants to go to frandor right like people clearly do people clearly do if you told me something's in frandor i'd be like "Eh, i'm okay you know what i go to frandor for what ace hardware when I need like one piece of, of <laughs> one of screw when you're too for, cheap to buy the $3 that <laughs> it is at Home Depot to get eight of them. Wow. I go to Ace and I get, I get my dimes and nickels out and I'm like this one piece of hardware, please. And they're like, that will be 42 cents. And I'm like, how does this work in 2023? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Plum. Turns out the Union Buster oversaw a hazing culture. Who is Northwestern's next coach? Uh, why can't why can't Bob Huggins take up football? 
Who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe, you know? And maybe Ooh. his wife can coach with him. Maybe the two of them together can coach oh, and side by side. And his daughter. And his daughter. Stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it, I, I have no clue who it will be, obviously. But it, it has to be somebody that can come in with probably an interim to literally just, like, bring in the flamethrower and just gut the place. Burn it down. If- Mark D'Antonio went there to clean house. Would how would we feel about that? I would feel great. I would feel like he was doing a solid to a formerly reputable Big Ten uh, institution. If you know, if we're pointing out uh, Fitz's union busting and all that stuff, what about like a a Mark Emmert? You know, they kind of stay in that same energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Northwestern brings in. He's not busy. Really he doesn't have anything going on. You know. I think the better question is, where does Pat Fitzgerald teach your coach next? No way. And why is the answer Liberty? Ah. Yeah. You'd go to the NFL. It's, yeah. I I like the joke, but he would. If if Deshaun Watson still has a job, then. Next up from Ali Plum, as an institutionalist, why do you think the Supreme Court has any institutional legitimacy left to be respected? They're taking and ruling on cases with shoddy or imaginary standing, doing a using a doctrine they invented recently, major questions. Why not pack it? By packing it, we will actually come to terms with what is actually with, with what it has actually become a third unelected House of Congress with lifetime appointments. Who cares if they add 10 judges if we add five? Just keep adding judges until we get to a thousand judges. What do we have to lose? <laughs> I mean, nine is, uh, as Jones pointed out, I think on this spot, uh, nine was the number of circuits that existed at one point. And so uh, uh, that's that's how we got to be nine. Um, you know, I think I, I. And now there's more than nine circuits. I, listen, I think. Yeah. And I and I, I, I think the point is, I, I think I, we, I think we can walk into chew gum here. I agree with you completely. Uh, in fact, the New York Times had a great article this morning about uh, if you were in a coma in 2005 and you woke up today, or you entered a coma in 2005 and you woke up today and you looked at the state of the country vis-a-vis the court and what its impact on the country has been with its rulings of, of late, you wouldn't recognize um, you wouldn't recognize country, you wouldn't recognize the court. Uh, significant from abortion to uh, uh, affirmative action to the rights of corporations and vis-a-vis individuals to the Class individual individual rights of, of ownership over guns. Uh, I mean, this was the far right playbook. That was a dream that Rehnquist couldn't do. And then in 18 years has been done. So no, I mean, John Roberts and his court have, uh, have, have hurt the country in countless innumerable and uh, largely immeasurable ways, ways that we're still, um, we'll, we'll be reconciling with a long time. And I still think it's a race to the bottom. Um, you pack some, they're going to pack some, and it truly is a race to the bottom. And I don't know how it stops, but it, you, you see this in developing countries. You see this in banana republics. It does. Listen, the, the court is already demeaning itself. If the political process adds on to that, which the political process already has, I've said this last week, Mitch McConnell is the devil and Mitch McConnell has harmed the court more than the court probably has harmed the court. Um, with the, because that's the, but that's the political process. That's the process we use for this. 
Um, so the political process can, can get into the dirt with it a lot, but, um, this is something that the court has fucked up and that's something the court's going to have to unfuck. And we do that by voting. We don't do that by, by packing the court. That's my opinion. I just, I don't see how it ends. Would you go to 13? I just don't know where it ends. Fine. So 13 is arbitrary. What about 11? It used to be five and then a seven. Right. Well, so maybe it is 13 now, but again, like, so it's still arbitrary. It's 13 because you and I say it's 13 because that's the number of districts and there's some historical precedent, but there's always a historical precedent. Someone will always find a historical precedent. Mm -hmm. And that's the point. So it's 13 for now. And then someone comes along and a couple people retire and then they don't get them replaced because they were the right retirees. So we're going to, is it as simple as removing the lifetime appointment thing? Like, I think that helps. Um, would that, I mean, that would be a, step I don't like forward, it. Right? I, I don't like it, but I don't, I don't like the idea of Amy Coney Barrett starting for the next 30 years on the fucking court. Exactly. That's it what makes I'm me saying. physically like, sick. So you could appoint a Hitler youth 12 year old to the Supreme court. Like sure they have. Yeah. His name is Samuel Alito. Well, he's 73. Huh? Well, but, but it's there. It's there. Huh. Why did they always live so long? They do. Um, Next up, the Keith Ski. <laughs> Real palate cleanser, no pun intended. <laughs> Best pizza toppings. Grooch is not allowed to answer. <laughs> Plum, what's what's your ideal pizza? Uh, honestly, it's uh, it's pepperoni. It is uh, jalapenos, and then maybe a green olive, maybe bacon. Green olive. Yeah, love green olive on a pizza. Oh, it was a while where like where a bacon green olive pineapple pizza was like, oh my god, say more. Yeah, salty, sweet. It hit all of the right feels, but uh, yeah, too much salt, too much fucking salt. Go Jonesy, do your thing. Wax poetic about it's, flavor it's profiles and all that stuff. Pizza. I I I like a, a number of. Uh, toppings, but if if I was doing unlimited budget, um, I'm gonna go uh, pepperoni, sausage, black olive, uh, green onion, or not green onion, oh. sorry, green pe- green pepper, green pepper. The pep, throw the pepper. The pepper. On. Yeah, but I, I do love a I I like a pepperoni pineapple. Sure, yeah, because like you get the salty. You get Listen. the if your pepperoni is a little spicy, that's nice against the it's even uh, better the pineapple. Yep, yep, yeah. I think ham and pineapple is bullshit. Yeah, ham is boring. Ham on a pizza sucks. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, Why? it's just it's like flaky but crisp. Like, it's 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 not it's not right. Bacon not pineapple's right. better than ham. Anyway, yeah. All That's right, all right. Next up, bacon next pineapple. up from the Keith Ski. What's the worst household chore, Kevin Grooch? And what's the best way to convince your partner <laughs> to do it? Um, the worst household chore I would say is bathroom cleaning. And the mm. way that you convince your partner to do it is you just refuse to do it yourself. It's ah, a race to good. the bottom. And, uh, we agree just, that that is the yeah. way to do things. Yep. That yep. is actually, right. let's go back and amend everything we said about the Supreme court. Uh, I've now started to think about the bathrooms around here. Um, so that would be my approach. Uh, what do you guys got on this folding clothes? Oh yeah. Just don't. Why would you? Well, just, so I just, just have I just place them in the, I do the work of washing and drying them and I just leave them in the hamper in the basement until there's an ask 
Can you bring them up so that I can fold them? Sure thing. Yeah, you got it. No, see, no I love to do laundry and fold it. I also hate the Yeah, we cleaning. saw you. I am now no. gay, and you and I are going to get married in October. So Very good. Sorry, I Jason. I don't need to do this. Bye, Jason. We're going to have to change the wedding website a little bit. Substantially. Immediately and irrevocably. And finally, from the Kiski, you think Tucker wakes up early to conquer the day or outwork his opponents late into the night? Both. Sleeps yeah, fast. I was gonna say. Yeah, do both. Sleeps fast. Sleep fast. Sleep fast. Uh, next up from Tyrone, <laughs> I hooked up with a hot bio teacher in school, groomed, engaged, cheated on, stole my dog. No big deal. I've transferred schools and have to train her in two weeks. My wife is teasing me. Do I pretend I don't recognize her, act awkward, be a grown-up? Uh, oh, do I pretend not to recognize her, act awkward, be a grown-up, see, seems right, just not as fun? <laughs> wait, hold on. In school, okay, In wait. This must mean in college that he did this? I think this person was his bio teacher when he was in high school is that how i'm meant to read this the stealing of the dog doesn't make sense but the grooming is there i don't know what what i don't there i it's tyrone, always a, a mystery tyrone your life there's, there are some just not a ton of details but it's like some really important ones that need some <laughs> clarification Stole my dog is brutal. Like I, I can't imagine that in a relationship. I'm glossing over groomed uh, here. And yeah, are we? I thought we were dog. talking about the dog that was being groomed. I, I'm yeah. confused. I would pretend I don't recognize her. That would be my move. <laughs> that is a Midwest answer. Next up, River Rouge's Marsh is back, and so is the Rouge River of sorts, uh, or sort of. Uh, industry polluted it to the point. It could light on fire. I bet it was that snelly goster. I mm. horsed washing his greasy hair. Now our big fish has come home just as some fish are back in the Rouge River. Now you know. Now you know. I didn't know that there were no fish in the Rouge River. I can't believe uh, that Tyrone got you to say snelly goster. Uh, on the I podcast. regretted it immediately. <laughs> Snollygoster. Uh, last one, rant of the week, weather forecasts. It was supposed to rain the past three hours here in Ch Chattanooga. Uh, I've been waiting to bike. No rain. The absolute F word, WTVC, be more like Chris Eastlick, or you can Eastlick my BA. Ba Character oh, limiting. <laughs> okay. Good. Good jokes. All right. Good jokes. Good balls. Good jokes. Good jokes. Good jokes. Next up from the Jer Bear. Uh, say, say one wants utility joggers for a special occasion. Do you unzip the pant legs to go shorts or leave them as full pants as that is full utility and jogger status? I'm not sure. I'm answering this one. I'm not sure that. You can, I don't know that I've ever heard of the phrase utility jogger. I've heard really? of a utility pant that has this design like feature that has this 
zipper feature at the knee, which allows one to convert the pant into a short, but a jogger is made of a flexible, breathable fabric and adding a zipper at the knee to a jogger would, would damage the entire look, the flow. It would lose its athletic, uh, je ne sais quoi. So no, I'm rejecting it. Jer Bear, I need a link. I'm going to need, and it's better be from fucking Lulu or some shit, because if it's Kmart utility joggers, you've, you've fucking answered your own question there. It's probably something right. even better than Lulu. It's probably something yeah. you've never even heard of, something really, truly athletic. Plus, um, no one's ever heard of a short utility, like a jogger. Joggers aren't short. A short jogger? <laughs> yeah, it's not. You've answered your own question, Jer. You've answered it. Jones. Jonesy's furiously trying to look this up and order a utility jogger. He wants one. Bad. Don't, 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 please don't. And I next don't. up from Mamopoly. First, chicken or egg? Did your podcast bring in Twitter followers, or did your Twitter followers become your podcast audience? Get out of our, get out of our private chats, Mamopoly. This has been discussed at length. Um, I think the Twitter questioners come from Twitter. Mm. but indeed that's how that works yeah, yeah but i i do we should map out listeners to followers on twitter and see how those things go i i don't think here's you what i will who listens, say though there's no way to know who listens that's true. Ah. i will say i i don't think a lot of people take the recommendations from their podcast app of like what to listen to next i think almost no one uses that and they're also very bad most of the time. Mine I likes to give Michigan. me Michigan. Yeah, mine likes to give me Michigan podcasts too. And I'm like, shut up and go away. Uh, so it must. I mean, Twitter must have a big part to do with it. Or you guys are all telling Spartans in your life, you know, about a podcast that you enjoy. We ah. have heard the word of mouth story before. Uh, it's true. It's true. Times. It's true. Uh, next up from Mamapoli seconds. What do you tell your 18 year old self in order to take? advantage of all that your college years had to offer i have an answer for this but i'll let you guys go first um i would tell my uh myself um just take it a little bit seriously at first <laughs> that would be my recommendation to 18 year old kevin greg um it would also be do take that victory lap year um those two things uh are ah, you didn't a boon um, and also go on spring break or uh, not spring break. Uh, Study abroad. Do that. Yeah, I probably would have told myself to try harder on my honors thesis. <laughs> I feel like I phoned that in. I feel like senior year, I just phoned it in. I worked so hard to get so many credits done that I only took like 12 credits a semester my senior year. And because of that, I wasn't really like trying. I was kind of like, nah. So it's I like just feel like senior thing. year, I didn't try. Where like you only have one thing to do in the day. Yeah. And so I just didn't do it. Just don't doing. You just don't. Yeah. Do you don't do anything. I just like fucked off. I, like did whatever the fuck else. The whole my whole senior. I just didn't try. So. What do you got, Jonesy? Uh, I would have for sure gotten diagnosed with ADHD earlier. Like that would have made a bit of a difference in my life. Yeah. Uh, yep. 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 And I, I would tell myself that you can do both, right? Like mm. that. I could have done a lot better in school than I did a lot better. It would have not been hard to do much better than I did. Uh, and also still had, I also would have just told myself to have more fun. Like, I don't know. At 
I don't know what point in time I reached the level where I was like very comfortable with who I am. Mm. And I, but like that came later, but it was not during college. And so mm-hmm. just have Wait, more fun. You're currently comfortable with who you are? Believe it or not. I normally sob into my diary every night, but then the next yeah. day I wake up ready to attack the day until nightfall comes. Okay. And then I realize all the ways in which I was a goddamn disaster yeah. and humiliated myself on Zooms at work. Okay, good. I was going to say, Palm and I have been working on a list. We can share that with you if you need areas yeah. of Honestly, what would do better for me is if you could just move like five pages ahead in my diary and then insert it there. So that in like five days I come to it. So I don't know it really comes from you. Uh, but you discover good. it all the same. It's a real magic book situation that I'm envisioning. <laughs> it's, it presents, it's like Tom Riddle's. Mirror, story. mirror on the wall. It who's the what you need. most awkward of them all? Yeah. It's you, Mike Jones. And you're, and I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, and finally, facial hair. Uh, finally, from Amopoly, third most. Okay. Uh, decide amongst your podcast team which players, Fears, Booker, Carr, or Norman, no, you would uh, round out your Moneyball team uh, with. And will you use them for outside shot or their work around the hoop? Adding, oh, wait, Plum's probably not there. Wrong, Susan. Uh, so select two Hurtful. players. Mean. Also, Susan, you had two pretty decent questions there in a row, and you really decided to tank at the end here. All you need is one. The answer is Cohen Carr. Dunk. Cohen Carr all the time dunks. Just dunks. Cohen Carr dunks. That's it. That's all Moneyball should be. A thousand Cohen Cars just dunking all over the place. That's right. Uh... Nothing else to be said. Are we going to do the rest of her exercise? Nope, we're not doing it. Uh, Next up, I'm... Plum, you read this, please, for the love of God. <laughs> oh, goody, goody gumdrops. <clears throat> With K and I waging on an all-out shadow war against MSU football, there's little reason to hope, but the night is darkest just before the dawn. Tell me, what NFL team is furthest away from Walker's Seattle Seahawks? Consult a map, and your eyes will drift to New England, home of the Patriots, who this past spring drafted one Bryce Berenger. Is it a coincidence that Berenger just so happens to be as far away from K9 as possible? Small chance this was the plan all along because Kanon knows the power behind Behringer's swift kicks of justice. He is at least twice as powerful as Walker since his number at MSU was 99. Just as Clark Kent wears glasses to conceal that he is Superman, one can only begin to wonder who Behringer really is behind the Rex specs. A patriot indeed. Look to Big Ten media dates for a big announcement about Behringer and the football of MSU football and the future of MSU football. <sighs> Um, wait, uh, is is Kenneth Walker the villain of these K-Anon drops? Can't tell. I think he is, and I has he become the villain? I think he's become the villain. Deeply also, unfair. two questions: is is John pro K-Anon or anti K-Anon? Because you've got to be pro K-Anon. Then, like, yeah, then I don't think John knows. Kenneth Walker B or is he the pedophile in this? I'm confused. <laughs> Who's oh, stealing God. the children, John? This needs to be answered. Where's the adrenochrome coming from, John? <laughs> Show us your whiteboard with all of the yarn going in different directions so we can piece this the rest of the way together. Also, Jones has made a note in the margins. Isn't Miami the furthest from Seattle? <laughs> I think the 
the answer has got to be yes, right? It's got to be. <laughs> it's the other corner. It's not straight across. It's it's diagonal. And the hypotenuse tends to be the longest line in a triangle. So uh, I think it's probably Miami. But you know what? Forget it. He's rolling. Uh, finally, from or next up for Mr. Neurotic Pants, not finally, will Gretsch be willing to host potential MSU recruits during their visits? Come to think of it, where do they stay? Yeah, we got an extra room, but I don't have the slingshot in the garage. Mm, so that's, that's true. Not going to yeah. be as good. Not going to be on yep. them. Yep. Yep. Second yep. up for Mr. Neurotic Pants, Jonesy, I looked at the schedule. The only sure things are Central, Richmond, and the Butker. This could be a three and nine. Talk me down. It's not. And also, I'm at the point in time where I definitely needed to fact check, and Miami is farther. But uh, the... Uh, <laughs> by like 200 miles. Less than I would have expected. Um, I, I'm at the point in time in the summer where I actually... My optimism is building. And I have some reasons that I'm going to be optimistic about our defense this year, which means we're in games. And this is a year, this is a show me year for Coach Cap. Some of his O line recruits should be playing, and hopefully they're better than what was left over. So, um, yeah, nothing's a gimme, but I have optimism. Better than three and nine. We're going to take Nebraska at home. That's four and nine. There you go. Penn State Foreign. at Ford Field. Instant win. We all know that. Right? Confirmed listener, uh, Alan Heller. Um, <laughs> we're not going to go on the road, even on the road, lose to this Indiana team. So I, oh, I think there's some Tom more. Allen is for sure out of a job this year. Yeah. Um, I think there's some more wins in here, Mr. Erotic Pants. And of course, we're not going to lose. The team is not going to lose to Michigan on Plum's wedding day. It's just That's not right. going to happen. Can't happen. It's just if- not. Because it's not good for his marriage in the long run if it happens. Very true. And finally, for Mr. Erotic Pants, calling out Alex Plum specifically, what is a bubble pass? Uh, Do you want the real answer or a fake answer? I want a fake answer. Okay. The fake answer is when a player with a particularly fulsome bubble butt that's where I was hoping you were going with this <laughs> starts to, after the snap starts to run forward just a few paces and then sticks said bubble butt out and backs up. The quarterback then throws the ball at the bubble butt and it bounces Bang. off the butt and then backward <laughs> to a running back who catches it and then runs for a touchdown. And that's the bubble pass. This is like a flea flicker off. a. It's like a, a flea flicker butt. off of a bubble butt. Exactly. Yep. But it, it has to result in a, uh, in a touchdown, otherwise it is sexual assault. <laughs> in in some other so, uh, schools, they call it the tush push. They they I've heard it that called that, but bubble pass is definitely the preferred nomenclature for that specific uh, action. I like it. Yeah. Uh, finally, from the upper deck jerk guy, uh, guys, when was the last time you got into a physical confrontation? And I was mugged. So there was that. Oh, yikes. Wow. Bring that up. All of the, Shit. <laughs> the great memories on this podcast. <laughs> talking about performance in college. <laughs> Mine would be soccer. I'm sure I got pushed by a soccer player, you know, or someone aggrieved at some point in the last several years. 
yesterday, in fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, it would have to be college for me uh, mm. in the summer in Ann Arbor. That's a mm. story for oh. a long time. There was a that story has been alluded to, I believe it has been alluded to. There was a fight that took place and it happened fast, man. And I swung my arm like a club and hit someone in the back of the head. And then the cops were there. Anyway, it was a whole. Oh, wait, that's not the story I thought you were talking about. Uh, Do I have another physical confrontation? I believe you had to go to the hospital at one point in time. Oh, I guess I suppose that is kind of a yeah that I don't recall the physical confrontation part of it, but it would it would satisfy that requirement. Yeah, we'll we'll get there at some point, maybe episode 400. Uh, (laughs) Next from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy, uh, you ever think about joining TikTok and doing Jackass style videos? I have not considered this at one point in time or another. Never, never. Have you guys are you guys Jackass movie watchers? No, no. In, in television shows. No, that shouldn't surprise they be, anybody. They can be fun, but I haven't sought it out in a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Um, and finally, uh, from the Upper Deck Jerk guy, has Plum seen Max Christie in the Summer League? Huh? Has he? Has he? This is Who? getting back to what you were saying earlier. Who? Who? Matt? Who? I don't know. I don't know her. I don't know her. But I wish her the best. WNBA. Uh, Upper Deck Jerk Guy, worth pointing out, this was Plum's Week to do ratings. So, yeah, you got, you just, (laughs) you got fucked on that one, guy. My guy. Uh, Apparently, the United States has won. Oh, good. Gold Cup. And uh, for. For folks paying attention, the assistant referee got blasted in the face with a ball in the first minute of the game and had to be substituted by the fifth official. Ha! You don't say that every day. Feel bad for that guy, though, seriously, because getting the he final in the paid. gold if he, cup. If he's not there, at yeah, least no, minutes, he got, you know, he got, you know, he got paid as soon as the whistle blew. But, you know, honestly, sucks to suck because, uh, yeesh, that's a game that, you know, goes on your resume and that's when you're really proud of. And, uh, well, Hopefully he gets his nose reset and he can uh, find other opportunities. Uh, well, let's circle back. We we had a lot of low lights in this episode, but Michigan State recruiting seems to be on the mend, we'll call it. So for now, you're here. Gentlemen, go green. Go away. Go 